Welcome back. It's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and I'm out the box again today. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all already know I have a special guest that's very special because we that's all we have is very special guests all the time that are out the box giving you a different view and perspective on life, on topics, on situations, on issues that always turns around and comes back with a resolution or something that you may be able to relate to or just even enjoy and just give you a different outside, out-the-box perspective. So, without further ado, I want to introduce to you my very, very special guest. She's a licensed clinical Christian counselor, an evangelist, a market brand manager, a self-published author, and my home girl from Gremlin State University. She's an alumni, just as myself, Paula Sun. What's going on, Paula? You don't know? <laughs> Her phone went off and now she's like nervous and stuff. Don't even worry about that. Okay. Paula. I turned my GPS off, but it seems <laughs> to have something else to say. Still talking. Okay. But it's all good. Don't worry about that. Paula, okay. welcome to the box. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, I mean, you got all these titles. You know, tell, tell us something about Paula. All right. In 1996, on the campus of Grambling State University, I stood in front of Carver Hall, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, there is something more that I want to do with my life. At that time, I was a chemistry major. Okay. So I stood in front of Carver Hall, and I said, I want to be a Christian counselor because okay. I want to be able to help people, but also point them back to Christ. And 15 years later, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to fulfill that dream. So I became a licensed clinical Christian counselor in 2012. Okay. From starting out at Gremlin as a chemistry major to changing my major to psychology as a junior. Mm -hmm. And then coming full circle back to the statement that I made on the steps of Carver Hall. Now that's the story. And I know there's a lot in between. (laughs) And maybe you'll give us a little insight on that. You know, to help people along with their journey to know, you know, let them know that never give up on your vision or what God placed inside of you. Because when God places it inside of you, you can't get away from it anyway. You're only going to be hurting yourself when you don't do it, right? That's right. Okay. <laughs> so I would say, I would just encourage anybody, if you have a dream, if God has given you a dream, because all dreams are given by inspiration from God, I would say... Um, If you're not living it or not living in it, don't be discouraged. Uh, Find a way to get back to that place or to get to that place. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's just small steps. A lot of times we want things to be solved in one huge step and Mm -hmm. it won't happen like that. You have to understand that you may get rerouted. Your life may look (laughs) a little different from what you planned, but be open to making small steps to accomplish your dream. Okay. So, uh, evangelist. Now, how did that come about? Does that go hand in hand? Uh, Because you were a uh, first lady at one time, right? 
Well, my husband wasn't my ex-husband. Okay, was yeah, an you're... assistant pastor. Okay. at a church. Okay, um, his father was a pastor. Okay, and so we helped a lot in the ministry in uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved here to North Texas, he was the assistant pastor at another church. Um, as an evangelist, I've been ministering the gospel for 23 years. Okay. And I became official in 2009. And so by that, I just go travel different places, speak when I'm requested, whether it's youth conferences, whether it's women's conferences, whether it's revivals. Um, That's what I do. And I've always known that I would do that. Mm -hmm. I would say ever since I was a child. Okay. Ever since I was about eight years old, it was spoken over my life in a church service. Mm-hmm. A, a man spoke it and he said, um, God is going to use you as an evangelist mm-hmm. to draw educators to Christ, to draw uh, people to Christ. And so that was always in the back of my mind, even though uh, I think I was a bad kid. Okay. You were I, a bad kid? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was uh, rebellious Okay, for a while. Even though in the back of my mind, I still knew what I was going to do, mm-hmm. but I still wanted to do my own thing. Okay. And still hadn't fully submitted to the will of God for my life. So, um, decided to say yes to God back when I was uh, 19, actually. Okay. And ministered my first message at the age of 19 and... I still do it now. Okay. So, <clears throat> to see, I didn't, you know, of course, I didn't know all those details. I knew that, you know, your ex-husband <laughs> was a, well, I don't know, a minister, pastor, what have you. So, does that make you a first lady, although he was an assistant? No, it does not. If okay. he was the pastor of a church, okay. that would make me the first lady. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So there's is there a difference because there's isn't there a board where like the pastors wives and ministers wives? Yeah, I was considered okay. a minister's wife. Okay. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, the only thing the first lady is the pastor of the church that's his wife. Okay. All the other pastors that may be under that ministry, their wives are not considered first ladies. They were they are just considered ministers' wives. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is there a uh, well, I'm sure there's an expectation of of there's always this stereotypical look in the way you're supposed to be as a uh, first lady or as a minister's wife. And I was talking, I was around some older uh, people <laughs> the last couple of months or so, and uh, it was a pastor there, and they were like, that's his wife. She's not the usual pastor's wife and I'm thinking in my head do they mean by visually you know what what is it that makes her different and why can't she be different Mm -hmm. what do you what's your view on that I believe that um that statement was probably made from two places mm-hmm. um, based on what they've seen mm-hmm. and what they are used to seeing as a first lady, mm-hmm. whether it's dress, whether it's associations, mm-hmm. whether it's behavior. Um, they may be used to seeing a certain thing or it could have come from this place. Maybe she has implemented some things 
uh, that is kind of out of the box, or maybe her husband has given her more freedom and liberty mm-hmm. to do more things with the women's ministry mm-hmm. instead of sitting there and being a trophy wife. Okay. So it, it, it could be from, you know, different a couple of angles. Yes. Okay. Different perspectives. Yes, indeed. So, you know, um, I want to talk about in today's, this topic for this podcast is dating, you know, being single, saved or spiritual um it's it's difficult it seems to be it's gotten more difficult the older uh we or we've become in the ways of the world and um people that say they're saved or spiritual but we are not keeping up with the commandments you know what I mean? Okay. And um, when I say we, myself included, right? There are certain things that I may, I shouldn't, may have done being single. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But how do you, um, it's rampant. It's very rampant. It's very rare. It's a rarity for someone to, you know, basically be obedient to, you know, their in their relationship with someone and possibly getting to the level of, you know, marriage. Mm-hmm. So in today's real time, how do you feel about that? Like what's, are you considered bad? You know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, your relationship damned to hell because you're not following, you know, the commandments and your, your, Basically, acting as if you're in a relationship and you're not even in one or, you know what I mean? Like you're doing all the things of being in a marriage or you're, I mean, basically that's what a lot of relationships are. I'm not saying all of them because there are some good relationships out there that aren't overstepping the boundary of courting someone or dating someone. Because I believe first you date to see if you even like the person. This is me, okay? And then you court them if you like them. And then, hey, relationship. I don't see any of that going on in today's times. Do you? No, I don't. And surprisingly, I did somewhat of a survey maybe earlier this year. And I sent out a message to single women Mm -hmm. just in their inbox. And I asked them, at this point in your life, do you want to be married? Do you want to just be in a committed relationship? Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, several women said they would prefer to be in a committed relationship and not marriage. Okay. Based on conversations that I've had with a lot of single women, the dating scene is just so different now. Mm -hmm. And if I look back to when I met my ex-husband when I was in college, Mm -hmm. if I look back to relationships of friends that were in high school and in college dating, what I noticed back then 
is that the guys showed intention mm-hmm. of wanting to be married. Okay. They showed intention of wanting to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They were very intentional in their pursuit, very intentional in their communication to the young lady of what they wanted. This day and time, our age group, I don't know what has happened. <laughs> I believe. So the difference, I believe, and this may be my uh, clinical side speaking. Okay. Women handle hurt differently from men. Mm-hmm. Women are open to communicate about that hurt. They have a support system okay. in place. So let's say you're going through uh, some relationship turmoil. You're going to reach out to your girls that are just close to you, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know you can talk to them about it. You can cry. You can whatever. Get all of it out. Or if you want to, if you've been damaged, you may go as far as going to therapy, right? Mm-hmm. To get over that situation. Many men experience hurt and they don't have an outlet. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the group of friends that they can just be honest with and not feel like they're being judged as a weak man, mm-hmm. not feel like they're being judged as a loser or somebody who got played. So men tend to resort to other behaviors to deal with that hurt. Mm-hmm. So they may resort to uh, being promiscuous. They may resort to some sort of addiction, whether it's uh, alcohol, whether it's a sexual addiction. Um, they may resort to throwing themselves in their work because they don't want to experience the hurt again. Mm-hmm. Women will go in a relationship and experience hurt again and will still try to have another relationship. Okay. Men don't do the same thing. And so what I see now is a generation of men who've been hurt, you know, various situations. And but with the access to social media, mm-hmm. access to so many women being available at their fingertips, it causes them to not have to deal with the hurt. Mm-hmm. But it causes them to repeat some same cycles or it causes them to stay in this protective space of, I don't want a relationship. I just Mm want to have fun. Okay. While everybody is entitled to, you know, whatever choice they make. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of that is from hurt. Okay. So you say them feeling like they have multiple options because you know, yeah, women are thirsty. You know, some the guys are thirsty too. Mm-hmm. You know, not all of them. Just you know, I'm saying in general, speaking in general, on either one, mm-hmm. either side. But um, you know, when I've talked to guys, that is their mindset. Like, okay, I've got all these options. So, what makes them want to settle down with one if they've got all these, you know, opportunities with other women? And then women are hurt, too. Mm -hmm. And so you've got them blaming each side versus trying to heal within. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, of course, most people want companionship. Mm-hmm. So they're resorting to this quick microwave, fast companionship. Mm-hmm. That's both genders. Right. Not just, you know, one. It's, it's like both genders are conforming. Be- Why are you conforming to something that you know really is really not all it's cracked up that it's being made to be? I think because now it's more socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So now... Um, women feel like I'm in charge of my sexuality. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of my body and I do whatever I want to do with my body because I am a woman. I am in charge. Mm -hmm. And so with that mindset, they're like, okay, if I see somebody and I want to have sex with him, that's what I'm going to do. And so it has become a social norm to where almost anything goes now. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem. There's no standard anymore. There's no standard for uh, relationships. Okay. No standards. No boundaries. Anything goes. So for those of us who have standards, who have expectations, we feel sometimes as though we are the minority mm-hmm. because of what's going on around us. Because if you have conversations, which I'm sure you do, which I do, I hear a lot of stuff from men and from women. Some things that women accept as okay because they say they don't have a problem with it or they the mindset has changed. And like I said, it, it has become socially acceptable. And I think so much of what we do is controlled by what we see. Right. That's something that I see, you know, and I'm going to say it doesn't control me mm-hmm. um, because I'm not saying I'm old fashioned, like old fashioned, but those morals. Yes, I'll date, you know, yes, I'll be in a committed relationship. Everything's not going to go as it should go. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do. I'm gonna be flawed. I'm going to make mistakes. Um, but. Just the whole microwave thing? No, I'm not with that. You know, like this is not a Burger King menu. You can't have it your way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, can I mean, WYD, a text message is not going to get it every day. I need communication. We need, you know, tone. Because anybody can get wrapped up in texting. Right. Because I have. Mm-hmm. But because it's it's easy to do business, any any of your ships, as Ty would say, any of your ships can be affected by, you know, the a communication barrier. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ding, 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 ding. We're going to have to talk on the phone. We talked on the phone before years ago, before there was text messaging. You had to talk on the phone right. before there was caller ID. You was picking that phone up. And then finding out who it was after you picked up. There wasn't a big issue. Now there's this this thing. You see who it is. You might be tired. You don't want to pick it up. Or they may get on your nerves. Instead of talking to them and then getting off the phone, you just, you know, ignore. 
or you text. But then that becomes, they're trying to make that the norm. Like you cannot have a relationship of any sort all via like we're uh, pen pals. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? This pen pal relationship in the same city. We're 20 minutes away from each other and we're having a pen pal relationship. That's not, no. Mm -hmm. That has not happened. I'm just saying, I'm sure people try to make that happen. You know, send out their mass text messages to several women. Good morning, beautiful. You know, like, I know you've seen that meme. It's like, good morning, beautiful. She's like, take me off the text. Take me off the group text. That's funny. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know that these things are happening from... Okay, before, if you had someone that you were interested in and you didn't have major big distractions to look at with your eyes on the internet, send a woman that you're interested in some flowers. They send in text messages flowers. Now, pictures of flowers in a text. That is hilarious. (laughs) Okay? That is so funny to me. Right. You know, like, nah, bruh, that's not going to work. Right. You know, come on. You have to have good, a good form of communication. Because communication is already an issue when you're communicating. Right. Right? Yes. So we got all this other stuff in between. It's it's just like, really? Is this what's really happening? Is there anybody out there that understands that this is an issue? You know, you may feel that Paula's attractive. You like Paula a lot. But these Instagram females, you know, with their butts out, I'm looking at them. I'm enjoying these pictures on Facebook, you know, and they're visualizing these type of women Mm -hmm. that are on there to do that, to get their money. You know what I mean? And right. to provide a certain type of fantasy or marketing. Mm-hmm. And then you're expecting that. Are you expecting that from us? You know? Mm-hmm. Are you ex- are you expecting that? Because that's a that's a this a digital world. You know, we can we can set up a whole marketing plan, you know, to to mesmerize and you know grab someone's attention in a certain way to make money that's easy if you're vocal that's too much you know what i mean if you actually want to have an intellectual conversation you want to travel you want more right cuz that's just who you are so how do you find you know, it seems like it's just not fine meeting and having, you know, a, a mutual connection. That's a good question because I still haven't found it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that women are either lowering their expectations or, you know, that these expectations are too high when they were once there? Like, it, just, it's not... No, I don't think they are lowering their expectation. Um, I think I heard someone tell me 
that they didn't want the responsibility of a relationship. Okay. So with that being said, it's a responsibility to communicate. Okay. It's a responsibility to show interest. Mm -hmm. It's a responsibility to be who you say you are. It's a responsibility to be truthful to your word. Mm -hmm. So if you come in contact with a man who is ready to be responsible in several areas, Mm -hmm. then I think things can work. Um, It's easy to start off a conversation with, hey, how are you? Hey, beautiful, whatever. But it has to be deeper than that. Mm -hmm. How was your day? It has to be deeper than that. Right. Because do you really want to know how was my day? Or is this just something just to ask? You know, so I've met several guys and you have to meet me where I am intellectually. Okay. So, you know, initially, the initial small talk, yeah, that's okay. But once we get past the small talk, can you maintain my interest? Mm Mm-hmm. And so they weed themselves out quickly. Okay. They they weed themselves out quickly. And um, I don't spend too much time entertaining just nonsense. Right. Right. Because that's not what I want. Now, if I wanted nonsense, I would entertain it. Right. But that's not what I want. Um, so I don't entertain it. And I'm... Um, uh, you know, you you can kind of see through certain things. Right, right. And what I would tell, you know, any female or male, don't ignore the red flags. Okay. Just to say that, oh, I'm getting to know this person. Mm-hmm. Because if you ignore the red flags initially, you'll end up regretting the time that you spent Because you'll tell yourself, I saw this back then. I should have just cut it off then. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're human beings and human beings want companionship. and They they want, you know, interaction. So sometimes they ignore red flags to continue to have this pseudo relationship. Okay. So now how do you know what a red flag? I mean, it could be a red flag, but it may look like it may be a mistake. Hmm. You know, are those red flags that are real red flags? So is there like a, you give a person three strikes and they're out of there, like a red flag, like, hmm. So he only calls me <clears throat> in the car. When he gets in the car, I haven't talked to him in, you know, inside of the house. That's a red flag, right? Right. But you still don't quite know. So then... You might test that out or something else may come up, come along. All right. There's red flag number two. You know, so do you give it like a a chance to see if that's what it actually is? I guess it just depends on the person and what, what you want, where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have time or are, or are you in a place where, you know what, I'm just going to keep coasting along and see what happens. So mm-hmm. you, you you see the red flag and maybe you're like, okay, well, let's keep going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. 
and then something else happens and you're like, whoa. So I think it just it it just depends on the person and where he or she may be with um, dealing with red flags. I remember a, a specific situation mm-hmm. where um, a guy would only communicate with me while he was at work. Okay. So while he was at work, oh, he's texting, texting and texting. And I brought it to his attention. I said, I noticed you don't call me after work. <laughs> I notice you don't talk to me on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm letting you know that I notice it. Right. Therefore, if you want to do something different, you're going to show me that I'm wrong. Right. So you're going to make the adjustments. He never did. So that was a red flag. So right. I just stopped right. talking to him. Right. Right. I was like, okay. I mean, but if I'm telling you what I notice and you continue to do it, right? then that answers my question about anything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't waste too much time with that. Yeah, because that's, like that's like a flashing red light, right. you know, bright red flag. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people create a red flag out of their own assumptions versus communicating. Here we go with that communication. You communicate it by asking him, hey, I noticed that... Uh, I don't talk to you after work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or on the weekends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was no changes made. Right. Boom. Didn't want to tell you, but told you. Right. Can't say that you're you're making things up. Hey, this is I'm look. I got I got the text messages right here. Mm-hmm. I know what time we talk. I know what time we stop talking. Right. I know what time we stop talking. So those type of things are bright red flags. Right. Mm-hmm. You allowed and you opened up the table for, hey, oh, no, that's not it. Um, I got a bad phone range. Okay. He could have said that. Could have been lying. Mm-hmm. But something, a liar is going to say, do something else to, to you know. Right exemplify the pattern mm-hmm. so not to say that women don't do certain things because they do things right. too right. you know I've seen women just always blame the guy no it's not the guy all the time <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean everybody it's in I heard someone say today it's hard for uh, to grow it's hard to change mm-hmm. and most people just don't want to do it and just continue to be who they are, whether they're spewing out something bad, it's difficult for them to change. They just rather not change and just be like, it's not me mm-hmm. and keep moving because it's hard to make changes within yourself or look yourself in the mirror, you know, and say, Hey, what are my flaws? I want to change them. What are my flaws that are affecting someone else? Because we've all got them, you know, but Mm -hmm. I know that I am very um, cautious of flaws that affect someone else. Mm -hmm. Now, if they just affect me, I'm going to deal with it. You know, and it's it's me and God and, you know, God whoops me. Mm -hmm. I bump my head and then, hey, let me get right back on track Mm -hmm. or, you know, try to make those changes within. Mm -hmm. But those things aren't affecting anyone else. Mm -hmm. So, dating, being single, saved, 
spiritual, would you say that it's difficult or do we make it difficult? That's a good question. I guess the difficult part about it is just, and it sounds so bad for me to say finding. Right. You know, because that's why I didn't say finding. I know about finding. But we know what we mean when we say it. Meeting someone that you connect with on a certain level. Um, And then communicating to them where you are Mm -hmm. in your walk, in your spirituality. You know, if it gets that far. Right. Because, you know, just meeting someone and going out on a couple of dates, you may realize that, you know what, Eh, this is not going to work. This is not for me. But if you meet someone you connect with on several different levels and you see that, you know what, this may be something that will grow into something, Mm -hmm. then you definitely want to have that conversation about where you are spiritually, um, what your expectations are, what you will do, what you won't do. Just, you know, communicating and what I'm what is you know you keep hitting on that communication thing and I realize that just because we're talking I'm talking you're talking that doesn't mean it's necessarily effective communication right that just means we're getting words out effective communication means that I understand the message that you were trying to get over to me Mm-hmm. And you understand the message that I was trying to get over to you. Right. Um, I'm listening, not in a defensive posture, but I'm listening to get information so I can understand how to respond. And I think that gets lost now because people think that, oh, I'm listening. And I may be listening, but my understanding of what you said may be totally, totally off. Right, right. And so we have to understand that when we are communicating with people, that they are also receiving information based on experiences, Mm -hmm. their past experiences. And so I think we just have to put forth the effort to be patient to make sure that we are having effective communication. Right. And that comes with the comprehension and understanding, mm-hmm. desiring to want to understand, not putting your own thought on something because you could be wrong. Right. And that's in any ship, mm-hmm. you know, any relationship, your business relationships, you know, your friend relationships, your companion relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really uh, desiring to comprehend, communicate and comprehend and understand what that person is saying or understanding that, wanting to understand that other person. Mm -hmm. Because you have to want to try to understand somebody. If not, it's like you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. Because you can like something on the surface. Right. Right? But you want to see what's going on. Is this really... You know, how's what is this person talking about? Mm-hmm. What type of product is this? All right. Break it down. Mm-hmm. 
you can't say what something is without opening up the book. Right. No matter what the cover looks like. Mm-hmm. So that's in this dating, dating, courting, committed, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> relationships. People have told me that dating, dating is I already know I want to uh, court this person. No, dating, because I don't know you, gives us the opportunity to get to know each other on a level of I want to pursue you that way. Like it's mutual. Right. If you ask me out on a date, okay, you're interested in me. But then I might do something and you may not be interested Mm -hmm. anymore. So we've got to be in a couple of different environments and we've got to have some talks. You know, once we're, we date, then we can court because you can sit down and a guy can have a date with somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And a woman can too, right? Right. Because dating is not a commitment and it's not a courtship. When you start courting, then that is ex- exclusive. Okay. Right? Am I right or wrong? Or, I mean, this may not be what they're doing these days, but I always tell a guy, I'm like, look, I can't say that I like you if I don't know who you are. And I don't, I'm don't. i not going to get everything, but I got to want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. I got to want to be around you. We got to see what we have in common. And if we only had 2% out of 10%, it's not going to work. Not right? Work. Right. Okay. But if we're at 8 out of 10, most likely we're liking each other both enough with the information that we have exchanged that we're supposed to be comprehending and understanding between each other. Mm-hmm. So we can court. <laughs> I just think... The, Does that seem like it's too much? No. I just think the terms these days are just so different. Right. Because what you what you say courting is, some people may think... That's what dating is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's just, I guess it, it just depends on the two people in the situation for them to determine what they are doing and what they are calling it. Because I'm so new to this after, you know, being married for so long uh-huh. and then being thrown out into this oh, it's, single it's world. It's, it's a, like, it's a circus I, need, out I here. needed a crash course or some cliff notes or something to, to understand, you know, what are the expectations? What what is this? Because, like I said, when 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 uh, I was in college, when we were dating, according whatever, the thing was, I knew he knew he wanted to be with me. I knew he wanted to be. I wanted to be with him. So that was it. Right. So it wasn't. Oh, we're gonna date other people while we figure out what we're doing, and. To me, everything has just changed so much, Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, where the intentions are just so different now. So everything becomes cloudy. But I think if we communicate clearly (laughs) to the other person where we are, um, what we want to call it, and uh, hopefully everybody will be on the same page. Yeah, because I think we've come to... 
I'm generally speaking, come mm-hmm. to a, like, this is what we gonna call it, with what we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, more and more people are on that page, like, oh, we just gonna go out sometime, hang out, that's us. You know, we'll talk on the phone, we'll go out on a date, we cool. That's that. Mm-hmm. Now, say you meet someone else, okay, y'all get through the dating stage till you're courting. That's that. That's what that's what we're calling it. You know, people are just calling their situationships what they are. Mm-hmm. You got some people, you know, they'll knock each other down on the first date. Like, okay, this is, this, we're feeling this. <laughs> uh, we're feeling each other. This is what we're going to have, you know, a maintenance man, a maintenance woman, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And that's that. They're, they're cool with it. Right. So that, so I guess that's where we're at. Whatever. Unless you find someone. <laughs> and then you may find someone on that path of we're going to do this. I see the the I see the uh, beauty in growing old with someone mm-hmm. and she's my rib and he's her strength mm-hmm. and we're not <laughs> We're in this world, but we're not of it. And we about to do it with our flaws and all. But we know we got to, you know, mm-hmm. stay in the word of God and let him lead this. And we understand. I see your flaws. You see mine. Hey, mm-hmm. we in this. I got you, boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that like a picket fence type of situation <laughs> these days? I'm just saying, you know. How many, sometimes people have to bump their heads a yes. few times and then they see it mm-hmm. I think after so many head bumps. So I think also we have to be open to um, change, mm-hmm. open to, because if it doesn't challenge you, it won't grow you. Right. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. So we have to be open to going outside of the box mm-hmm. in our dating preferences or our dating. Cause if we say, okay, this is my type, right? Uh-huh. So we got this list of what our type is, but our type has led us to the same <laughs> situation <laughs> or the same ending. Right. We kind of know ending. how it ends. Right. So either we were going to, we're going to stick with our type or we're going to go out of the box and be open to, other experiences. Okay. And when I say other experiences, it doesn't necessarily have to be other ethnicities. I mean, it can be if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. but it can be other things outside of this list that you consider to be your type. Okay. And I think being open to that will um, increase our experiences mm-hmm. and maybe possibly lead us to something different, something that may be more fulfilling, but we have to be open to it. And that's that's a hard thing when it comes to, to dating, right? That's a hard thing when we know, hey, I'm used to this. This is what I like. All of this on my list. Mm-hmm. So I need all of this uh, in this little package that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I think it's important that we uh, be open if we know what our list is has produced in our lives. That's a, that's something we all <laughs> go on and, and think about, you know, like, okay, yeah. this has been my list. And then even in your, your list could be, but this is my thing. If my list 
is not outlandish mm-hmm. and it's could be good for anybody, then I don't see anything wrong with my list. Okay. I mean that it just is what it is because certain stuff is just you just we just not gonna be able to change out. Right, right. And unfortunately, sometimes these days, some guys want you to change out. No, you, we can't change out that. That's that's a key factor. That's a that's part of the foundation. Mm-hmm. That's a core piece. Mm-hmm. We can't. No, we can't ignore that. So, hmm, I don't know. I'm gonna keep praying about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard out here and for it could, us. It and it could. When I say our list, it could be just some small preferences that really don't carry much weight Mm -hmm. but we allow it to carry a lot of weight that's what I mean I don't mean like if spirituality is what you value if a a Christian man is what you want I don't mean going and get an atheist Mm -hmm. you know I I don't mean something like that I don't mean throwing out your requirement for uh, to be equally yoked right right (laughs) Um, but that's it, that's one of the major factors, right. being equally up, though, really, mm-hmm. and truthfully, you know, I, it could be, it can be a, a quote unquote so called Christian man that's really not, just it could be a mess, right? You know what I'm saying? So you have to be careful with that because mm-hmm. everybody, not I'm not I'm saying this general in general, everybody's saying that and using God's word these days. You know, the devil knows God's word, God's word too. So. You you gotta really know, right? So that goes into taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, even financially. Yes. So you'll be in a good relationship with God, taking care of you, and then you'll be in the position to meet somebody. Right. You know, that's how we want it to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes for males and females, not having someone to complete us, you know, because the only person that can complete you is yourself and God. Right. So getting those things together within yourself first. Mm-hmm. Then you got to go outside the house. You can't be in the house and feel like you're going to get chose. They choosing you on the internet, but you know you have to go out and be in a place in a space. Right. Not that place and space where you got hurt. Right. Are you gonna keep going through the same cycles? Exactly. We have to go into another space mm-hmm. in another place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my my input, and that's something that I'm 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 in the race. Mm-hmm. I'm out there. I'm in the game. <laughs> put me in, coach. <laughs> gotta put me in. I'm, I'm there by default. I'm in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my thing. Just taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Trying to make sure I'm good. And that self-love includes flaws and all. Mm-hmm. That includes looking at the deep, dark places and not overlooking them and trying to see what it is where I can fine tune and fix because mm-hmm. trying to fix it on the outside, not fix it on the inside. It's a dead situation because it has to be healed from the root. That's right. From whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We all got something. Right. So 
we all need grace, right? That's right. right. That is right. <laughs> we all need. We all need grace. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be leery of someone that says they don't need grace. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I right. Met, I met somebody, and he told me that he was already perfect. Oh, perfectly imperfect. That's what he meant, right? No, he meant he was perfect. Oh, okay. And wow. I was just like. <laughs> Peace. Because <laughs> I just wanted to know, do you have the ability to exhibit compassion on others? Mm-hmm. Or be transparent. Or be transparent. And uh, have accountability. Ooh, yeah, that, was, out there. that didn't work too well. But it ended quickly. Hey, that red, that red flag, we was waving the red right. flag, right? Right, right. Wearing it, he had it tied around his head like a bandana. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So, So, yeah. Well, it was a great topic, a great discussion. Thank you for your enlightenment. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being a shining example out there in the world. Tell the audience how they can follow you. Tell the name of your book. Give them your handles. They might need some counseling. Yes. They want to be on the prayer call. Tell them where they can find you. Okay. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Paula Sun. That's P-A-U-L-A and Sun, S-O-N. On Instagram, I am Paula underscore S-O-N underscore. The name of my book is Finding the Yes in the No. A Guide to Overcoming Rejection. So you can find that book on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or Lulu.com. I have a prayer call every Monday evening from 7 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The call-in number is 218-339-7800, access code 4651060. I would love to connect with you um, through one of those venues right y'all better come on and connect follow what have you (laughs) she talks about a lot of different things and it's a hilarious but it's real she's very 100 and that means straight to the point straight lace no chase but she has a little fun sometime too yes (laughs) so that wraps up today's podcast thank you for coming paula thank you for having me and until next time We out.